From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. In 2017, a group of undergrads from the University of Utah got together to make music, and they started a band and called it Pants. So far, that sounds like the origin story of every garage band you've ever heard, right? But before you let your imagination go too far into the garage, we should tell you that the members of Pants weren't exactly moving Dad's paint cans to make room for amps and a drum kit. We're not talking about a garage band here. Garage band name notwithstanding, the members of Pants are actually woodwind players. A clarinet, a flute, an oboe, a bassoon, and a French horn are their weapons of choice. Pants is a young ensemble, many of them still undergrads at the University of Utah, but they're doing things that often characterize much more established groups, for instance, working with a living composer and giving pieces world premieres. We're delighted to have the players of Pants in the studio on this episode of Highway 89, along with composer Darlene Castro, and we're looking forward to an hour of music and conversation. We'll start today with some music composed by Malcolm Arnold. Here are three shanties for Wind Quintet, Opus 4, performed by Pants, live on Highway 89. Thank you. 
by British composer by the name of Malcolm Arnold, who actually did a lot of film scores, including winning uh, the 1957 Oscar for his score to The Bridge Over the River Kwai. Fun to hear some of his concert music. We are hearing Pants in the studio today, Wind Quintet, speaking right now with Trent Park, oboist. Trent, thanks for coming in. Yeah, pleasure. Tell us about and introduce us to the group. Sure. So yeah, so we are a woodwind quintet. So we have uh, Mitchell Atencio on flute and myself, Trent Park, on oboe. We have Caitlin Seymour on French horn and then Dylan Neff on bassoon and then Michael Tverdick on uh, clarinet. Nice. Well, you come from a small Idaho farming town, Cary. Yes. So on the map, top, bottom, east, west, where's Cary? Uh, south Central. So it's kind of by Twin Falls, Craters okay. of the Moon, Sun Valley. And that's where you began to fall in love, not with farming, evidently, but with the oboe. <laughs> yeah. So how did that happen? Uh, just a good music program at the school. Started playing clarinet in fifth grade band. And then later that year, I heard someone play the oboe at a Christmas concert, and I switched the next day. Double read, no problem getting used to that? Um, I guess not. <laughs> okay, if you're motivated. <laughs> uh, congratulations, you're a recent college graduate, I understand. Yes, thank you very much. But the degree is not in music, in finance. So talk to me about how you're going to keep music going. You know, the plan is just to kind of keep playing with pants and be involved in uh, as many community groups and outreaches as I can. 
Well, introduce us to this next piece, the wind quintet in G minor. Yeah, so this is the the wind quintet by Paul Toffanel, so a French composer, and it's uh, one of our favorite pieces. It's super fun. I think you guys will like it. Speaking with Trent Park, oboist with the group Pants, this particular piece by Paul Toffanel, uh, who started playing flute about age nine, lessons from his dad, was already winning awards by 16 and went on to write quite a bit of music. He knew his way around the wind instruments, and we'll hear Pants performing that live. Thank you. 
Music by French composer Paul Toffanel, Wind Quintet in G minor. We've been listening to the five members of Pants today. Speaking now with Mitchell Atencio, flute player, Dylan Neff, bassoon. Mitchell, we should probably address the name of the group. Tell us about Pants, the name. Yes, so uh, it's actually an acronym for our last names. It spells out the word Pants. We realized this when we were working with a composer who you'll hear from later, Darlene. She was asking, who do I write the commission to? Who do I uh, dedicate the work to? And she said, just jokingly, well, your name's spelled Pants. How about that? And then we just took that with it, and so that's what we've done. And so far, we have done our best to actually speak to you in Pants order. You've been alphabetical so far. Well, not alphabetical, but in that proper order. Lots of times when you're an undergrad, you'll perform briefly, learn a piece with one ensemble or another, a duet, a trio. What was it that made you all decide, let's try and keep this going beyond just that, Mitchell? The quintet repertoire is such a special type of music where we get all these different colors, uh, all these instruments that get to play together. And it was just, we uh, are all great musicians here. We all respect each other very much. And so the opportunity for us to get to play with each other is really special. And we all really appreciate the chance to do that. Colors, that that's kind of the answer I was really looking for or hoping you would say. Because to me, all of the beautiful string instruments can sound like an extension of each other, some just higher, lower, and you maybe have to wonder, is that a cello or a viola at any given moment? Mm -hmm. But with the wind quintet, you're never thinking, is that the bassoon or the French horn? (laughs) Is that the flute or the... It does seem very distinctive to blend those colors together. Mm -hmm. It can be a challenge sometimes, and sometimes it's just a special extra kind of way to flavor the music that we Mm -hmm. really love. Well, you have an apprenticeship right now with the Utah Symphony Music Library. So what do you actually do? Yeah, that's right. So the, I picture you pulling like a cartload of music to every <laughs> rehearsal. You know, that's not too far off sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's been a great opportunity the last few months that I've started doing that, working with the two librarians the symphony employs. It's management of the collection and preparing the materials for the musicians to 
get to perform from. And so there's a lot of stuff that goes behind the scenes with that. So that's something potentially that I can keep working on as a potential career path. Nice, nice. Dylan Neff, bassoonist, you're studying both bassoon performance and psychology, and you've heard all the crazy jokes, I'm sure, but it does seem sort of crazy to be studying both of those things. Yeah, it's certainly crazy at times. There's a lot of work that goes into both majors. Any trouble blending that, or you just cut sleep out of your... Yeah, there's not much sleep going on a lot of the time. Um, But no, actually, during the school year, I mostly do music. And then during the summers, I tend to work on psychology more um, because music is so demanding during the school year. We have to practice so much and have so many ensemble rehearsals. It's tough to fit in psychology classes then. Well, I'm glad you're doing both. Glad you're working the music in as well. Finally, let's hear about this next piece by American composer Amy Beach wants to introduce Pastoral to us. It's this really beautiful piece, um, really different from just about anything else that we're going to play today. Um, It's um, just this, I picture personally um, a sunset on a beach, Uh, probably just because that's her last name, but um, (laughs) I like to picture the, um, actually in Hawaii, and just seeing the sun setting, and it's just this beautiful scene that um, I picture when I hear this piece. Nice. We're about to hear the five members of Pants performing this work by Amy Marcy Cheney Beach. She was really the first American composer to have some success without going to Europe for training first, and excellent pianist as well, and actually greatly respected in her time. Here is Pastoral.
Music by American composer Amy Beach. We're listening to Pants performing live in Studio 6 on Highway 89. That was Pastoral. We're going to break Pants' order here for just a minute. We're going to get the chance to speak with a living composer, Darling Castro. How great to talk to you right before we hear the piece that you wrote. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us. Talk to me about how you work with a group like this. Do you have to hear them before you even start, or do you work on something and then go hear them to see if this is going to work? I pretty much write something, and then they play it, and then we sort of start molding the sound of the piece afterwards. So the music comes first, and then working with them comes afterwards. Now, we've seen where you've described your compositions as exploring the translation of objects, ideas, and processes into music. So... Music is so abstract. I mean, on one level, you say, well, what does it mean? Does it mean anything? We just like it. But how do you do that? Translate an object, a process, or something into music? Well, I try to see sort of map characteristics from the process to their musical equivalents. So, for example, um, in this piece, it's weaving, and Mm -hmm. I sort of gave each piece, I let each um, instrument be a sort of thread. And I sort of played with the range in terms of, you know, how you sort of weave a a carpet pattern, maybe. Um, And so the range sort of comes in. And and during the second section, I think that's more apparent, where they sort of start weaving amongst themselves in this sort of really close range. And then they start expanding. And then sometimes they take pitches from each other. And Mm. so it's just a, a weaving of the different threads of the instruments. I picture you at the loom doing this with all of these (laughs) different instrumental threads. So when you're collaborating with a group like this, what sort of ideas do you get when you hear them play it for the first time? Mostly it's ideas about dynamic, Mm -hmm. um, because about dynamics. Usually when I'm writing, I'm so focused on maybe pitch or rhythm or like just the general sound of it. And I write some dynamics to give myself an idea and give them an idea. But once I work with them, we sort of fine tune how dramatic they should be, especially in this piece, because we have a lot of the instruments weaving themselves to the forefront and back and dramatics Mm. and uh, dynamics play a huge role in that. And so really the most thing that we work on is uh, just the dynamics, fine tuning them. So weaving the name of this, where did this concept come from? Sometimes I'll be, I'm really inspired by words. Actually, the title always, usually always comes before the piece itself. So I think I was just reading, and for some reason, the word weaving just really struck me. And then I was like, oh, that would make a really cool concept for a piece. And then it just went off. Well, let's hear how this turned out from your idea to the page and now to be heard live by instrumental quintet Pants. Thank you. 
Live on Highway 89, we've been listening to Weaving, an original composition by Darlene Castro, who we just spoke with just a minute ago. Speaking right now, continuing in pants order, we'll add the T and the S to the end of that with uh, Michael Tfredic, clarinetist, and Caitlin Seymour, horn. Michael, we mentioned earlier that pants, even though it's pretty new as an ensemble of young players, you have done a lot of things. Like, you got to actually premiere that piece, if I understand correctly. We did, yes, that's correct. We commissioned it from Darlene and did a world premiere over at the University of Utah. We're really grateful for Darlene composing that piece for us. What was it like from your point of view to get music no one had ever played before and then to play it for the composer? There's a lot of notes on a lot of pages, but (laughs) we put our heads together and 
Darlene actually was our conductor for the world premiere, and she just conducted us now. So that was extremely helpful for such an amazing piece. And you have to be that particular piece, the different rhythmic changes. Everyone has to be really confident at the counting, I think. Yeah. I hope you all did well at math. (laughs) (laughs) Caitlin, we hear that you have aspirations to run an after-school art and music program one day. Yeah, that's the hope. How did that get started, that idea? I have always been interested in in social work and, and those kind of things, and it's so exciting to me what a difference music has made in, in my own life and in those lives of those around me. Like, not all of us are music majors, for example. Trent is, was in finance and stuff, but it just brings such a, a wholesome and beautiful impact into the life of one. And I've made so many friends, I want others to be able to have that opportunity, especially in populations where maybe playing something like the French horn isn't the first thing you'd think of. For those kids. It is a thing you get to do together with other people mm-hmm. when you start combining and doing music. Well, I wonder if you'll tell us about this next piece. This piece has three movements and they each have to do with a specific place. Yeah, it is our hope to one day get to these places. We've seen pictures, but it's almost as if just listening to the music, you can see them in person in that way. It's extremely depictive. You could see the mountains and the rivers. Very often, the bassoon and I are, are the rocks with the water just flowing over it in the, in the clarinet and um, flute. And it's, it's really, really pretty. You can hear the birds and the trees. And we hope you enjoy the, the outdoors in this piece. Yes. The piece itself is called <laughs> Roaring Fork by American composer Eric Wazen, born in 1954 in Cleveland. He's on the faculty of Juilliard School since 1980. The three movements of Roaring Fork are Whitewater Rapids for Maroon Creek, Columbines for Snowmass Lake, and at the summit, Buckskin Pass. Thank you. 
We've heard all three movements of Roaring Fork by American composer Erica Wazin. What a pleasure to have the musicians of Pants with us live in studio today. A wind ensemble made up of friends from the University of Utah just now beginning to make a name for themselves. We're looking forward to great things from Trent Park, Mitchell Atencio, Dylan Neff, Michael Tverdick, and Caitlin Seymour. And, of course, a pleasure to have composer Darlene Castro with us as well. If you just caught part of the show, you want to hear the beginning, listen again, or share it with a friend, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Victoria Khalil, Naomi Campbell, camera work from Dale Green, and our producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>